Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, 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 warning, 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 warning. That stupid fire alarm is about to go off any second, any second. Uh, when it does, we'll just have to shut up because uh, I have to head under the table and uh, grab my, my ears. Um, Susan, are you there? Yeah. All right. Thanks just... for bringing me on just in time for the well, uh, thing to... <laughs> I know. Well, it's, it's supposed to go at 10. It's a little late already. Sometimes it's just going to... I, I'm warning you, there's a sign in the lobby that says it's going to happen. Isn't it the first Tuesday? Wasn't that last week? It's May 8th today, so it would have been May 1st last? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why didn't they do Oh, was that a, um, it wasn't a holiday. We don't take, uh. May Day off, do we, in this country? No. No. That would be... Here we go! Well, I don't know. Okay, it's... All right. Well, it sure... It's working as far as I can tell. Oh, God. Glad my dog can't hear it. Yeah, he's gonna... I bet dogs would go nuts. The maintenance guy is standing outside with his fingers in his ears. What's he doing up here? All right. Shut up! Jeez. You know, sometimes it starts up again. You think it's done? Okay. So, hi, Susan. How are you? I'm fine. I'm in Green Bay. Oh, you're still in Green Bay. Yes. Well, that's nice. How are things in well, the I, Bay? Well, I wasn't meant to be, but uh, our mother had a slight infection, so... Oh, did she? I, I stayed until we got it under control. Oh, is this the did. thing in her foot, in her toe? Yeah, she had a cellulitis, which freaked her out. I bet it did. Wow. So, so the good news is she's much better, and... Well, I'll just tell you this while that damn thing is going. And we're going back to Chicago. She's coming back to Chicago with me for Mother's Day. So that's all the family news, folks. Okay, well, that's nice. So when are you going? Tomorrow or something? Tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow. Well, that's nice. I knew it they were doing a twofer today. I just knew it. So the, so the cellulitis is under control that quickly? Yes, her foot looks a normal color again. And here's the other thing, and I know this is boring to everybody, so I apologize. Yeah, it's but nobody's huge. listening because of this. Quick. It's, that's what I'm telling you. It's momentous news. Guess who hired a pool guy? Mom? <laughs> she, you mean a maintenance kind of a guy? Yeah. Are you kidding? No, weekly. Are you? Thank you very much. Are you kidding? No, She's going to have some. Momentous. My God. No, and and he's and he. Uh, it's courtesy of her good friend Sharon, who got this guy to show up, and then told her in no uncertain terms 
the, the condition of his showing up is that she had to actually use him all year. And Mother, Mother demurred, and then I jumped in, and between Sharon and me together, we got our 95-year-old mother for the first time to in her life to stop doing the pool. To give over the daily care of the swimming pool in her backyard. That's great. Good. Yeah. Although that was sort of as, you know, our brother oh, was... it won't stop her, but there'll be somebody no, that if she, want, mean, if she does, doesn't feel like doing it is going to show up anyway. You know, doing battle with the pool is sort of what animates her existence during the summer months. <laughs> Don't you think? Well, it's seed well, season, so we're in the... Oh! It's so <laughs> dirty! It's season! <laughs> Mom, it's called regeneration. It's called seeds so that the trees can replenish. It's in my pool. Oh, God. For those that we, we haven't mentioned, my mother has, is a swimmer and has been swimming uh, regularly since she was a kid. So it's important to her. <laughs> her pool. Oh, God. So, well, that's all incredible news, that is, Susan, and yeah. thank you for bringing me up to date. All the and news I'm glad, is fit to print. Okay, I'm glad Mom is well. No one tells me anything. Well, I tried to. She wouldn't let me because why should you be as worried sick as she was? So I'm telling you at the end of the story when it's no longer a story. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I'm glad you were there then. Uh, so... Well, Susan, in the broader world, uh, the... Another white man, yet again, thinks that women like to beat up and that it was consensual role-playing sex. Yeah, uh, when he slapped him and choked him. I know. All I want to say is, what is wrong with these guys? These are... Okay, so we know that this is a kind of... Uh, and de- I mean, I don't know. The guys we hear about are movers and shakers, are respected uh, men of consequence. Who? And I think they must all feel like imposters, and so they take out their their supreme lack of confidence by beating the crap out of women. Makes them feel better. And then they go back to being a powerful man. Yeah, but no, beating the crap out of women would not make them, uh, that would just be another acting out of their being all powerful. I mean, Well, that's how they convince themselves. I'm just here to tell you, I don't think women, I don't think there's any, it's a very small, small, small subset of women that enjoy having the crap beaten out of them. I'm just going to put it out there. And they, like the guys that like to do it, need help. Um, in case anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, it's the uh, very powerful Attorney General of New York State who is the latest to be accused and has resigned. Um, it was and publicly as a defender of all women in their rights. Yeah, very much so. I mean, this guy was the... F- the yeah, he's the one... Who's been going after, he's going after Weinstein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, not anymore. He seems to have lost his credibility. Yes, but his office will continue to do so. But um, he's the top law enforcement officer in the state of New York. 
uh, huge political ambitions. Uh, as What's with the men in that office in New York? Wasn't Elliot Spitzer there before? I think Spitzer was there yeah, and he before. Had, he had a uh, prostitute issue. And, yeah, but that's that. I'll give him a pass for God's sakes on that. He was. Yeah, the, that was that was relatively normal. He yeah. had a business deal. Yeah. For it, fair and square. Yeah, he didn't abuse her. That was a okay. So that no. he was the governor at the time. How quaint. <laughs> he he was the governor at the time. So yeah, that was very quaint. No, and then there was another mayor. Remember Patterson? Wasn't he the mayor or was he the governor? The he was black and he was blind. Do you remember? I him? thought he was a judge. No, no. I think he was the governor. Yeah, I remember the blind guy. Maybe he was governor. And maybe he was governor after Spitzer. He came in because when Spitzer went down. And then it turns out something with him. Right. Well, it turns out being blind has nothing to do with his nether regions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't want to. I, I just have this vague uh, memory of, of him having some kind of an issue uh, as well. But... Good God in heaven, if if these men, um, think of all the guys. I mean, many of us obviously know some of them. Um, think of all of them in the private sector uh, whose, you know, whose notoriety, whose behavior is never outed by virtue of the power they do hold in their smaller orbit, less public orbit. Um, well, you know, there was, just... a case in, there was a case in Green Bay like that um, of a major businessman in town who was literally sued by a male employee hmm. for creating a hostile work environment because he was screwing every woman in the place. And a male ended up? Suing a male sued, sued him for creating a hostile work environment. Why Won didn't one, why didn't the one, women? Um, I, they weren't. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not all that familiar with the case. But okay. the man felt that it was a hostile work environment. That um, that it totally swayed the way things worked in the office, and it was unfair and inappropriate. And he won the case. Well, I do want to point out that at least when uh, this guy's a Democrat, at least when Democrats get accused of this stuff, um, other than, of course, they have the decency to resign, other than, of course, Bill Clinton, you have the decency. Yeah, exactly. And the Democrats go after him. Um, all you have to do is look at Susan's former home state of Missouri to see uh, the, a Republican, a governor, facing all kinds of criminal charges. I know. I mean, the felonies just keep piling up. And refusing to go. And, Susan, there was a story, I don't know if you saw the story in Sunday's New York Times about the, uh, the member of the House uh, here in Pennsylvania who has a bodyguard at her side from the moment. Oh, I did. I read it. I read it. Do you and believe that? And that is just shocking. Do you and, believe and that? And to hear what they are saying, which is that there's no proof that his spokesman saying it's just her word against his. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, 
Do you think that courts hand out protective orders on no evidence? And do you think that two women essentially give the same kind of M.O. for this guy? And uh, the House itself, doing an investigation, found that her uh, allegations were credible. credible. And, and that guy still sits in the House, and they're letting him. They're, you know what they're doing? They're letting him sit till the end of this term because then he will have enough years of service so that it'll be wholly vested in the extraordinarily generous pension system where we, the taxpayers of Pennsylvania, will let him live in the lap of luxury with a Cadillac health insurance plan for him and his family for the rest of his life. That's why they're letting him stay till the end of this term. Is that not disgusting? disgusting oh. so and uh it's primary day it, it, ladies the, and gentlemen the part that got me the part that got me though is that is 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 those words of his spokesperson who is you know just you know who's just sitting there going there's 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 no evidence why would you believe her when when the bodyguard is exists because of a court ordered protection yeah, the, I, I, I don't know. How can they just pretend like that doesn't exist? I don't know, Suze. It's all beyond belief. And this is truly a bipartisan uh, thing because it's Republican guys, it's Democratic guys, it's just guys. And I'm sorry for... Well, I'm, I mean, there has clearly been a wholesale shift in, in what is, was allowed then and what is no longer allowed. And women, you know, it's, it's the good old days don't exist for men anymore in that regard. Well, I think, so they, I, would su- I think they do in a lot of places. I, I don't think we can say that yet. I, you know, as again, well, I, say, I, I, say, think, I think this I, is I, high I profile more stuff. of a chance than you used to be. Let's yes, just put it that I'll way. I'll agree with that totally. For guys to continue to act like, you know, all women are there, theirs for their taking. Uh-uh. I, I don't. I think you better tread a lot more carefully. First of all, women aren't taking it anymore. Um, do you know I saw that, and, and it's the way I felt. This is how I was raised, okay? Um I never got a talk about how you don't have to do anything, you know. There was never any conversation about sort of self-protection. No, the only conversation I ever had with our mother about that was when I was 16, and she was asking me how to handle one of Dad's business partners that was hitting on her. Reuben. Yeah. That That was the conversation that I had, giving mother advice. Okay, so that's the way it was, and I um, I saw a quote from Helen Gurley Brown, uh, now deceased, the former um, the anti-feminist. Well, she did she did she write Sex and the Single Girl, or did she? Uh-huh. And she was also yeah, the she did she was she wrote it was she wrote how to use your sexuality to get to get what ahead. You and she and, 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 and it worked and, for you know, her. With the, basic, with the basic premise that you're nuts if you don't, 
And I tend to agree with her, and I would be lying if I didn't say that I you think have it used helped me get my first job on Wall Street. Right, if you just, yeah. Well, you didn't necessarily bed somebody, but you flirted. You I didn't bed your... somebody, but I, but yeah. I, I dressed, you know, in a, in a business attire that had a slightly sexual edge and sat in front of my male interviewer and crossed my legs and got the job. Yeah, but you don't know if that's why. But anyway, I, I understand, and that's how women were taught uh, to use what you got because – but here's what she said. Um, and this, and when I saw the quote, it blew me away because it is how I, I internalized that quote. I don't remember ever reading it, but uh, throughout my you know, young professional career, um, she said, if a man makes uh, you know, a, an advance, if he touches you, if he you know, makes salacious comments, if he clearly indicates he wants you, she said, you should be flattered. And that is how I, as a, in my 20s, even I think into my 30s, I mean, to say it now is so amazing, but I was flattered. I thought, wow, I must be, <laughs> Especially, and the more powerful they were, the more you're flattered, which, you know, you wonder how these ugly, despicable, powerful men can get any woman they want because the women are flattered. Not so much anymore. But we were taught by the self-appointed woman who knew everything, the editor of Cosmo, that we should be flattered. They well, ain't, te know, they ain't teaching know. that anymore. No, and the young mothers that I know go to great lengths with uh, the older women that they know, like me, who are just so, you know, reflexively conditioned to meet a little girl and explain, oh, how so beautiful pretty. you are. I know. You're I... so gorgeous. What a pretty little dress. And, I mean, I get, if that, if, if that accidentally falls out of my mouth these days yeah. i know that i am if i look up i will see daggers shooting out of i know you know and and they smile and they always and they say you ought to see how smart she is that's right you know and it's hard obviously when you're meeting a little kid um you don't know how smart she is the first thing you see is she's cute or her dress is pretty right. so that's a very superficial thing to say but that is the kind of, that's what little girls and then bigger girls and then young women hear from day one. Oh, you're so pretty. And it adds up that that's their job. That's what they're praised for. That's, that's, that's what's all, important. That's all that they're worth. So you'd have to spend and, a little time. So what, really would you, what, could, what could you say to... I'm just going to, I was just going over that in my mind, Lynn. Here's what you'd say. Here's what you say. How do you do? It's so nice to meet you. Yeah. Just and then like you that. treat them like any other person, and you start a conversation until yeah. you know what to talk to them about. You don't meet grown-ups, and the first thing you say is, I find you attractive. Yeah. You say, how do you do? 
Well, I was embarrassed. I was Susan, I was embarrassed the other day at my dentist's office. As I was uh, leaving, I was at the desk waiting to pay some exorbitant sum for having my teeth cleaned. And the woman behind the desk said, Oh, what a beautiful necklace. And, and I think it is, too. And I do get lots of compliments. So I said, Well, thank you. Just as I heard someone to my left say, Well, thank you. And then I looked, and she wasn't looking at my necklace. She was looking at the other woman's necklace. (laughs) And then in the embarrassed split second, everyone turned to look at my necklace, and they admitted, well, that is beautiful, too. But those were three women who did not know each other, and that is how we interacted. We complimented on what we were, yeah, adorned with. I mean, that or nothing else. I wasn't going to say, so did you vote for Donald Trump? I mean, you know, you just it was just sort of making conversation, I guess. But little girls, don't do it, guys. Don't do it. Don't perpetuate the, the, this damn thing that little girls if women learn. can't think of anything of value to say to each other other than about their appearance this is this is what it, as i call my my post-mating feminist uh you know reaction to all of this is i am continually oppressed by how much we have just accepted this cultural slavery about our appearances well, we totally and we have. can't. We can't break out no, of it. No, we can't. The amount so, of time that we spend uh, worrying about our hair, our makeup, our clothes, our weight, our legs, our shoes, body parts here and there—I, you know, it is—it's just—it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I, I mean, I'm not faulting us for it. We've been—we've been carefully, carefully bred over centuries to feel that our job is to mate. I mean, that is, you know, but after a while, <laughs> you know, you, it can't all be about attracting a mate. It's not even, but, even uh, it's w- not even all about mating. It's, it's also about being, um, uh, attr- well, yes, attractive, but also charming and pleasing and smiling, you know, there's no male equivalent equivalent to resting bitch face, right? Because women are yeah. always told to smile. We are to be adornments. We are to make others feel comfortable. And you know, I what? No, but if we accept, Lynn, if we accept that when men get older they become more distinguished looking, and when men women get older they get ugly. And they better do something about it and pretend that they look younger. And, and and as long as we mindlessly buy into this, there ain't no hope. We can't blame them for te- treating us like we're stupid objects there for their desire because we are living our lives as if we are stupid objects placed there for their well, desire. Well, but it's easy, if, you know, it, it, look, our heads can get woke we can see now how it's had an impact on our lives, on our 
uh, emotional health on all kinds of stuff but knowing is it, it, it is not it, it, you can't turn it around. It is internalized sin. It's totally internalized. But you, can, you can be you aware. You can try and turn yourself on to it a little bit. Be aware of it. I think um, pushing yeah, back as much just, as possible. For those of you that are still, for those of you that are still on Facebook, just scroll down and see how many times on your Facebook page. It comes up, 10 things older women should never wear, do, say, be, be, you know. And and they're like, who the fuck said? You have to have short hair. You have to have long hair. You shouldn't be gray. You must be gray. You shouldn't wear red. You shouldn't wear, you know, who said? Yeah, it's endless. <laughs> it's, it's constant. Endless. So. So anyway, I don't know. So this is all because I don't either. I'm just I'm just saying that you know. Uh, um, okay, let's let it enough. Let it, yeah, let it be. Uh, by the way, more have come forward uh, with accusations about Charlie Rose. And last time we heard, he was plotting his comeback. Um, and speaking of comebacks, speaking of these repulsive men turning up again, the new president of the National Rifle Association is Ollie oh, yeah. North. Ollie <laughs> North. Here's what Wayne LaPierre, these are two wonderful men, even if, I mean, one doesn't know whether they paw at women, but they manage to be horrific horrible human beings without that even even you know absent that yeah they don't even have to they don't even have to get to that threshold right here's what wayne said about ollie oliver north is a legendary warrior for american freedom last time i looked he was selling um he was selling uh military equipment to iran and using the proceeds to secretly fund against U.S. law uh, the Contra rebellion in Nicaragua. That's the last time right, I and, and looked. And it did almost seem to bring down Bush number one. Unbelievable. And totally disgrace Ali. Isn't that the way the history went? It didn't went? totally disgrace. Here's what we found out. If you're a guy like Ali North who ends up, you know, being accused of all kinds of crime, con convicted of said crime, then having it overturned years later on, he got lucky because his lawyers found, uh, found that um, a way for a judge to throw it out had nothing to do with the fact that he had done what uh, he had been convicted of. But he was rewarded throughout for uh, with first of all he became a talk show host he's oh, well, now going to say he he's got gonna, the number one reward in am right wing talk show that's right just like uh just like g gordon liddy if you are a criminal and a republican man they cannot stop rewarding you enough and calling you things like a legendary warrior for freedom Give me a break. 
He says, and Pierre says, I can think of no better person to serve as our president, the NRA. Well, no, I can't either. A convicted lying felon. That would be absolutely perfect to head the NRA. It's one of the few times I've agreed with Wayne LaPierre. We have a call. Caller, hello. Hi, hi Lynn. Hi, Sue. Um, hi. I've actually been wanting to call. First of all, the conservatives have such a ridiculous double standard. What goes for them is so different than who they're judging. But I've been trying to call in when, when Sue was on, going all the way back to Rachel Maddow's false eyelashes. <laughs> and the, the thing is, with the, um, the uh, focus on our appearances and this line of crap we've been fed since uh, we're little girls, the beautiful princess, the ugly witch, blah, blah, blah. This is societal. And it's deeper than, it's actually, we are valued. That is, that is part of the value system that we have. We are valued by our appearance, which is outrageous because they don't do that to men. Um, a friend of mine had said, uh, hey, Mayor, this is a guy, he said, Mayor, they'll never, women will never be equal to men until we can walk down the street with a beer belly and a bald head and think we're hot. <laughs> and that is, that is right on. So I... I'm not on Facebook, and I really I try to limit my exposures, but there's a group that are uh, women haters, and I think their name, I think they go by I-N-C-E-L, I well, don't know. No, 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 no. You're, any, you're talking about incels, and, and that is a group of guys who can't get laid, and they've decided, yeah, yeah they've decided it, it, incels. And they're rejected, and the, the whole taking this whole back to our stupid, crazy society, so these men, so they can't get a woman, and it never dawns on them, why not, why not up your ante and try to get your shit together and do the, oh, I know a million women that would love, women are all, we're almost programmed to never give up on a man, to, you know, I mean, it's just, that uh, the majority of women that I know would love to have a mate. Boom. That's what, even at our age. And um, so all these guys, it never enters their head to have a do the right thing and you can get a woman. There's a million women out there would love to have the companionship of a man. And that makes me think about Let me tell you, hating. let me tell you, they're fewer and fewer. Especially yeah, older women. Especially older women. But in the me women, why. In the meantime, look, when women get hate, divorced, I, you know, I just want to say, when, when a man and women, woman get divorced, like in their 50s or 60s, maybe even 40s, uh, the men can't remarry fast enough because they need women. Yeah. The and women, the women too, often say, are you kidding? Free at yeah. last, free at last. Thank God Almighty. Free. Yeah, and, and also the widowers. And I, I had belonged to a uh, cancer support group, and I could not believe how fast the men uh, re-hooked re up that fast. It, it blew my mind. But on the topic of women hate, and it is so prevalent in our society, this seething, you speak well, of cancer, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a, a, this woman hate. And, and I try to be open-minded and look, why exactly why what the heck does i mean what is it that men are so threatened by in all societies look at the way in other countries and uh, 
how they're so suppressed. Well, I think because women women have mysterious power over them, and they don't like it. Who begets every one of them? There would be not a man in the world if a woman hadn't birthed them, right? Women, I think, are mysterious, frightening things in many ways. Well, and mysterious then, power over them. Yes, we and, mother and them, so we care for them, and, and then they need... I, look, who the hell knows? Smarter people than us have looked into all of this stuff. And, and again... Actually, I read that it, it's the rejection of, like, nature, how the mother will um, stop breastfeeding because it's time to stop breastfeeding. And, uh, like, in nature, how... Uh, they chase the young males out of the nest and uh, out of the herd, out of the pack, blah, blah, blah. But Well, they do that to the females, too. I mean, that's I what a, know, jo- a parent's job is, is to fledge, to, to, mm-hmm. to raise and fledge, let go of. It's something that a lot of parents today don't seem to be capable of. They never let their no. kids oh, go. Dear God. But yeah. hey, also, on the, the false okay. eyelashes, I get to tell you, when I put my makeup on and get my thing together, I, it's, a, it's akin to war paint. <laughs> when I, it's like, like I, I, feel, I feel, I don't know, um, stronger or something when I look good. I understand. Yeah. We all do. You're, we all do. We all mm-hmm. do. I, I, and, and, you know, how, how are, you know, we all have our, our lengths to which we will or will not go. And it turns out that the older I get, the less I put on the war paint because right. I just don't think it looks as good. I think right. it just settles in all the cracks and, and makes me oh. look older. So it's No, they it's do say the older, the older, here's again, the older you get, the less makeup you should wear. And believe me, there's truth in that, I think. that Absolutely. That one, that one, there's truth in. Hey, I got to run because we're... Uh, Okay. Okay. Real I quick, do. I gotta say, hey, um, when I run into a little girl, I'm so I am so honored about not saying anything about her appearance. I find a way to go to how smart she is. I don't care how it is. I pull it out of anywhere. Oh, that's so smart. Cause boom, there it is. Yeah. Even if she says hello. I mean, you can't uh, oh, no, say I I'm, find a way. I'm smart. Uh, honey, I usually have my. Okay. Oh no, I find there's. Uh, you bring it. You can do it. Whoa. We okay. 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 Because. <laughs> Okay. I I'll love trust you guys. You. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't want to do false praise. No. No. No, but you'd be surprised how many different things, how many different ways you can uh, think of to, because you do it with a little boy. Oh, what a great truck that is. I mean, how did you know what kind of a truck that was? You know. Yeah, but truck. There you go. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Suze. Hey, my grandson's first big gift was a kitchen so that he could cook cook right alongside his dad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is good. I know a lot of, a lot of guys. And he went do right it. over to his Legos as soon as he could. <laughs> <laughs> He's a builder. Anyway. So, um, I do want to. Um, I think we should stop beating up on men for a while. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like bad it about fine. it because, you know, we we have known and loved some wonderful men in our lives, and we want I want to... And would prefer to think that they were not the exception. Right. And I, I would like to acknowledge that uh, some of you guys are simply wonderful. Just not enough of you. 
it's just not enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. And and you're, I think the guys are finding out, and it must be shocking to them, um, how men that they looked up to and thought they knew, well, how they behave, uh, finding out how they behave behind closed doors with women. I mean, I'm sure men, there's a lot of men who are shocked. I mean, did I'm you sure ever in a million years, Susan, think that a guy, that some guy would think you wanted to see his <coughs> private parts? I mean, did that ever occur to you in your life? Hey, look, I mean, other than a, a flash or some, you know... No, all I, think, these I, think our, I think our brother was very accurate when decades ago he described sex as the ugliest part of no, the No, don't body. say it! <laughs> don't friggin' say it! Uh, Susan! Our brother well, has promulgated you, more... You brought it up. I didn't bring that up! <laughs> Jesus. And never mind, our brother, he is so fucked up. You know, he ended up writing entire books, right, about this. But right. Yeah, yeah but it screwed me up. No, to have him as an older brother with his exquisite uh, self-consciousness um, was, yeah, made me, I think, much more self-conscious than I ever would have been. Well, so, obviously, and and the joke is, is look who has the most kids. Yeah, well, so it doesn't take much, huh? <laughs> About three beers, apparently. <laughs> All right, we got to just stop. 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 I'm sorry, you brought it up. Susan. Okay, well, let's go back to where you were. I mean, why would any man want to show you his you-know-what and what would I think of it? Well, I just read somewhere, it was a, oh, it was a stupid thing about saying Charlie Rose, you know, more women have come forward and what he did. And there was a and thing about, exposing yeah, himself. there was what a thing it? about, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he, you know, Charlie C.K., Weinstein, um, what is this thing that somebody thinks that, that a woman finds that beguiling in any way? I don't know a woman. I do not know a woman. Do you? No. Who would find that anything but the most unbelievable turn-off. I mean, I, it makes, uh, uh, Lynn, doesn't it make you want to carry a, a pack of scorecards, you know, one to ten, and then if someone exposes themselves, you just hold up a card, what, two? Well, that's all you need. You don't need a pack just to have a card that says two. <laughs> two, right. <laughs> it happens so much. God, of all the things that have happened to me in my life, that one never has. I, I just... And that's one of the things that I have found so astonishing. Who knew? I first found out about it with the sexting crap and finding out that men like Brett Favre and others thought it was, and what's his name, Wiener, thought it was a turn-on to send a picture, a dick pic. Who knew there was such a thing? And I, I can't even, uh, for the life of me, cannot Well, you know, there are a couple of ways of looking at that anatomy. It's either a thing of beauty or a necessary evil. Those are your two. <laughs> no, 
with that. That is not the two. What is with you? Susan. Hey, God. Oh, I knew it. I was going to say, for you to be talking about our brother like this, um, when you know one of one of the listeners, well, and she's just emailed, is his secretary, well, of course. Laura. Well, she's worked La- for him for years. Well, Laura, yeah, I don't think he talks to her about this stuff, does he? So Laura just... I have no idea. My brother's secretary at the law school at the University of Michigan has just written in and said, your brother was and is correct. Laura! (laughs) Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Thank you. Here she was castigating me, and there you are. Okay, go on, Lynn. Continue. Well, okay, so we obviously never, for those of you who don't even know what we're talking about, (laughs) then I'll say it, okay? My brother said to me, I suppose he said it to you too, at some, you know, point in our young lives when it was not helpful, you know what sex is? So he's a kid. Sex is when a man takes the ugliest part of his body and sticks it into the ugliest part of the woman's body. That is how sex was described to me. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> read the email. I read it. Your brother was and is correct. Good to hear Susan's laughter. <laughs> this has been an eye-opener of a show for me. I, I realize how old I am, says Laura. Me too. Jesus H. Sorry, Laura. I want to apologize on Sorry, behalf of my, of my entire family. We haven't... <laughs> Jesus. I, I don't know. I guess, I'm, I guess I'm so old and deadened by this administration that for the life of me, I can't see what's wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, we have, we are, it's such a coarse repulsive culture oh we're all sullied we have a caller god help us hello how you doing fine we're fine you're brave go ahead oh no what i was going to say is uh i agree that women there's a double standard they have to look a certain way in that but i have no problem either way if people don't want to color their hair fine if they don't do fine if they want to get botox get botox if it makes you feel good some people use it as an antidepressant to make yourself feel good so i have no problem they go to the gym because of that dress different because of that it's not always a situation where you know it's a job or something it just makes people feel better about themselves and i don't see nothing wrong with that in my opinion on it well but all the things you mentioned both not not necessarily going to the gym but botox or or you know, uh, coloring your hair. It's that make you feel better and look Yeah, better I know, but it sure. is all to meet some ideal of what we're supposed to look like, you know. It, it is saying that my natural hair is somehow wanting or my, my skin tone is, is wanting when, in fact, it's perfectly natural and we don't, we have a very narrow idea of what constitutes feminine beauty 
and it has always made uh, a, I'd say a majority of women feel unattractive. Well, but I'd like to point out that we've managed to make a lot of men equally insecure about themselves. Well, now and, we have. And they're running around yanking hair out of their bodies like it is, yeah, I know. too. And, I know. and Botoxing, too. So, you know. No, the superficiality is spreading, and it is spreading over to men. So you got guys now, you know, worrying in the same way that women have worried in the past. Like, it's all just some kind of a... Uh, a test of your of the shell of you I, I, you know wouldn't you rather live in a culture in which the tests were about the you know the important stuff about you your soul your brain your heart your you know your your goodness and we our culture doesn't in any way value any of that it's all totally superficial for men and for women i think but I, I, you know, I appreciate, oh, I caller, I appreciate your non-judgmental view. That so whatever makes somebody, you know, uh, l just let it be. Let people be. That's a good start. Yeah. Um, one other thing before I leave. I don't know if you knew this, but Trump's an a-hole. I just want to let you know. Okay. Have a good day. <laughs> okay, goodbye. I feel so much better now. <laughs> this just in. Trump. Yeah, uh, little Tony wants to. Yeah, I don't mean to make people feel bad. I'm, I, you know, and I agree. It's whatever makes you feel better, and that changes as as where you are in life changes. That said, I think the culture is hard on us all, and it would be better for us, for each of us, if 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 we were willing to see the, the beauty that comes from within. Yeah, because that's in the end. Right. But that is, in the end, what you I end know. up responding to. I agree, kind of. Okay, so let's get away from this. On to something happy. On to something wonderful. Speaking of some a, a, a living being that's been taking it on the chin for its entire existence, I give you the rat. Right? Rat. Yeah, which I think are just big mice. Go ahead. Well, there, no, I mean, there are people who have rats as pets. Um, and I'm actually looking at a picture of a smiling woman with a rat on her um, shoulder um, and his unbelievably long tail, skinny, hairless, horrible looking, sorry to me, tail, is curled around her smiling mouth and down her other arm. So, um, after reading this article, I am now such a fan of these rats, I can't see straight. And I can see actually being that woman, happily. I'm talking about a, a specific rat. It's the African giant pouched rat. And... Um, there's a nonprofit organization in Belgium where some guy who uh, had been training, breeding and training rats <laughs> for doing all kinds of jobs that humans, you know, wouldn't want to do, uh, decided, first of all, did you know that, well, I guess it makes sense, that rats have an extraordinary sense of smell. 
extraordinary. Well, yeah. Yeah. They are so hypersensitive that they have been trained. They can detect tuberculosis in sputum samples more accurately than lab tests. They at an airport can sniff you. You know, we have dogs walking around. Let me tell you, these rats, much better at it. If you're looking for explosives, the rats will find the slightest trace anywhere. They should have these at every TSA, um, you know, uh, what do you call them, uh, installation. African giant pouched rats. And they are now part of an elite special forces unit. The rat. And you know what they're being used for in countries all over the world? Africa, Asia, uh, sniffing out landmines. Now, you know how many people, even after a war is resolved, uh, die years and years later because they trip some landmine that was buried somewhere. Um, and these rats, one rat, can clear an area that would take a human being four days to clear in a half hour. And they never, and as the article says, they work for peanuts, literally. <laughs> they're well, you already, know, any, you know, any don't you love that though? They're, they're deployed in Cambodia, in Mozambique, in Colombia, they're going to start using them. And here's the wonderful thing. You let these rats go. They weigh about three to four pounds. You let them go on on you know specific area that you want to make sure is clear. And they will, they will do it in a, as I said, in a split second compared to humans. And if perchance they step on a landmine, they don't set it off. No, they're too light to set it off. So not one rat has ever been killed in ridding the world of landmines. Uh, just two years ago, almost 9,000 people worldwide were killed or maimed uh, by, by these things. And um, the other cool thing about these rats that makes them better than dogs for this kind of business, they do not bond with a specific trainer. They'll be as happy to work for me as they are for you. Uh, once they're trained, they can be sent from trainer to trainer with no problem at all. Once trained, they are good for seven to eight years. And they've been doing this for 20 years, although they're, they're picking up the pace because they're so clearly the best thing we know to do this. There's no reason why you should have, you know, like the movie The Hurt Locker. There is no reason for human beings to, to do this. And in fact, they should have these. Every police department should have one. So if they find some package somewhere, right? Because they can right. be taught to sniff. They should uh, be at the post, post office and UPS, you're sure. Yeah. So um, they aren't even starting to figure out what you can use them for. But if they can detect tuberculosis, if you just spit into a cup, faster than any tests we have that can be done scientifically. 
then man, let the rats do it. Anyway, we have a call, I think. Caller, hi. Mike and D. Hi, hey, Mike. It's Mike and DC. Hi. Rats to that story. I want to get back to Rachel. And her yeah. eyelashes? Okay. Yeah, and her eyelashes. I'll bet you any amount of money she does that because she gets the most bang for the buck, meaning it goes on quickly. But more importantly, as she's leaving the set, she throws up her blazer. With one hand, she rips off the right one. The other hand, she rips off the left one. She hands it to the makeup person, puts on a ball cap, and is in the car before 1010. No. Okay. I'll bet you any money that's why she does. Okay, okay. okay. And, 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 and Mike and DC, I have this to say to you. You don't know how I'm sure that her eyelashes are put in one at a time and they stay there. <laughs> you think? She's had yeah. them. You don't rip off anymore. You rip off your own eyelashes. Really? Because I, yeah. I did a show called La Cagra Fall and we wore false eyelashes and they were the easiest things ever to pull off. Oh, yeah, oh, oh yes. That's the, you used to just, and I'm sure the ones you get at Walgreens are, are still like that, but um, the ones that they use now, they put on with this glue that they don't rip right off. And it's a single you, lash at a time. Yes. It is. And what about those threaded eyelashes I keep seeing advertised? There's a place in Shadyside that says, we thread. What does that mean? They sew. Well, I'm totally I, out of my element here. I thought I, I thought I came up with a genius plot. No. Okay, but you know, let me let me just say I'm glad that I'm not the only one that thinks she's wearing them though, and it, it just disheartens me. Yeah, and you know, as soon as Susan said that, and I saw her, I looked at her, and I think I was disheartened too, because especially she she is who she is, and 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 got her success without having these big friggin' lashes. And, and now somehow somebody has, has gotten to her and said, you need these in some way. And she does Everybody has a boss. And her boss probably said, on camera, you look like white and pasty. We need to do something about that. And she chose the one, the easiest to do. But Susan says they're not easy. So no, I don't think they're easy anymore. <laughs> and you can bet she doesn't do them herself, that somebody does do that. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, she's in a chair, and she's getting done, and I just, you know. Here's where we'll know uh, we've totally lost her, if she starts growing her hair and making it blonde. No, because now she's an older woman and looks better in short hair, they say. But, <laughs> no, but if she makes it blonde or puts highlights oh. in. Anyway, so, okay, Mike, what sorry, do you know? Mike, I'm sorry. sorry. Mike. Men don't know from nothing about these accoutrements. Oh, no. Some men know better about, about all of this than I do, I can assure you. <laughs> all right. I'll stop calling when it's on women's issues. Bye. No, no, no. You're right. Thank you. Goodbye. Do not. Bye. Well, Bye. you know, maybe gay men. I don't know. Uh, Ray writes, ladies. I have sought out your brother's lectures and bought and loved his disgust book. He is quite the genius in my estimation. Maybe it's an old man thing, but the socio-political influence of disgust is currently underestimated. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. As far as the massive influence of narcissistic self-absorption driving our current culture... Consider it might be a reaction to disgust. Uh, 
Well, the adorning of ourselves in certain ways is a reaction to, I guess, a sense of disgust in our natural state. Wouldn't that be it, Susan, part of it? No, but isn't, isn't he saying more that the current sociopolitical state that we find ourselves in is because so many people were disgusted by the leniency of the time that came before it? As far as the like massive influence of Nazi- in, you know, in, in everybody's rights, sexually and otherwise. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what's more disgusting than what we've got now? I mean, well, po- I politically, agree, but culturally. I don't know. I don't know. All right, as to my brother being a genius, let me just say, that yes, in some areas he is, and in other areas he is, shall we say, challenged to be politically correct. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> he is. Although al- he's mellowed as he. He's been medicated. You know. So he. As he's been medicated. <laughs> so. Let us say, but you know, this is where you often hear that if uh, if all the geniuses who have lived were medicated, and many of them needed to be by our standards now, their output of genius, of thinking, of philosophy, of art, would, would not have existed, right? No, it rises out of their torment, so to speak. Right. Right, out of inner torment, turmoil, the way they view the world. Um, but yeah, our our brother is, uh, he's something. But <laughs> it's one thing, I mean, yeah, I. but there's different kinds of intelligence, right? Would you say, Susan, his emotional intelligence is at a genius level? Yeah, uh, no. Thank you. No. So, there's different... I mean, I do recall standing on a chair screaming at him more than once to cut it out. (laughs) Yeah, I know, he's... We love him dearly, and yes, he's had a huge impact on um, our lives. Mostly, I think, mine, by virtue of my... No, and all of our lives. By virtue of my proximity. I was sheltered just by years. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was was born just, what... uh, 14 months after him. So You're right. Practically like five twins. years. Yeah. Four and a half. Don't make it any worse. <laughs> Oi, Susan. I think I'm in a mood. Do you know my kids got the flu? Oh, no. This awful flu. It's May. We actually went to one of those, you know... Urgent care places, and um, yesterday. Oh, you must have felt terrible. Yeah, and because I, I started getting nervous with the fever and the this and that. Yeah, and the doc said, "It's the flu. It's this damn flu. It's still around." So. Well, is he better? He said this morning that he feels, he was afraid to say it a little bit better. He got sick Friday, so 
the doctor seemed to think he would need till Friday at least to return to work. I can tell he's getting antsy. But, um, yeah. Well, you knew how, here's how I knew how sick he was. He, he stayed at my house. And we came home. <laughs> well, I would too. I think when you're that sick, you don't want to. You need to be, you need to have someone to take care of you. Yeah, yeah. you need someone to, to tend to you. Right. So anyway, I'm quite certain that I will, of course, then get the flu. <laughs> Maybe not. I, I who've been sidestepping it for, uh, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, if it turns out I, I go down, if I somehow I'm not here in the near future, you can bet that's what it is. I yeah. hope not. Yeah. I hope not. I just want to. Uh, oh, never mind. Uh. Uh. Okay. Uh, Barbara sent me a nice long thing to read about the. Southern Baptist uh, Convention, uh, which is the largest Protestant denomination, and how a bunch of women there are freaking out. Southern Baptist women freaking out about the leader of that uh, convention. The total lack of moral and ethical adherence to Christianity. Well, as it relates to uh, women. Women and sex. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Um, Women have highlighted other comments he has made, including one sermon in 2014 in which he described a 16-year-old girl walking by saying that she was nice. One young man commented, Man, is she built. Patterson said a woman scolded the young man, and Patterson then responded, Ma'am, leave him alone. He is just being biblical. And the audience laughed. So it's biblical to say to a young girl walking by, Man, is she built. And it's funny when the minister says he's just being biblical. Yeah, well, well I got to tell you, he, the f- he was displaying his heterosexuality. Yeah, the fury of women, I think, is just beginning. That's my guess, and uh, we're in for a, uh, an ugly reckoning, and then a con- consequent backlash, and God knows what. So, Susan, uh, be good to uh, our our mom. I'm glad she's on the mend. Me too. Yeah. And and you're okay. you'll you'll be home on today later. No, no, we are. I have uh, canceled out uh, several days, and we are going back on Thursday. Oh, I misunderstood. Okay, great. No, we just want to make sure that we're totally on the mend, and we okay. have stuff to do around here if I'm to whisk her back to Chicago. So okay, got it. Thank you. Sorry for the okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, the. Sorry, sorry for attending to family business audience. <laughs> bye. Okay. <laughs> bye, Suze. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. And uh, goodbye. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host, and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.